Uh, you all know today's Tibetan New Year, right? Oh. You don't know? I guess someone knew, knew someone didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Five minutes ago, Laura. <laughs> okay. what, what year is it? <laughs> 20... What was that? Oh, you have the tiger, you mean num- the number or the yeah. what animal? The number. Okay. The number. Twenty-one thirty-seven. Say it on the card. Doesn't matter where you get that. Sashi, <laughs> Happy Lunar New Year, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes. Uh, when we're doing a mandala offering uh-huh. and, and refugee, the prayers, you know, um, usually one of the students starts the mandala, right? Yeah. And you, in generally, start the refuge. Yeah. Um, is there like a, a timing? I mean, especially with Rinpoche, mm-hmm. you know, the timing is always... You know, I never know. <laughs> you know, especially when we're doing salt or something else. Mm-hmm. Is there like how many words in do we start? 
know, oh, if I, like Ricochet starts it, or is it just doesn't? Oh, it doesn't really matter doesn't when you really when matter. you go when you go in, as yeah. long as you don't uh, start it before him. And that's just tradition, or yeah, okay. yeah. respect. Or yeah. And no, some some. Uh, uh, I guess I'm stuck with the word prayer. Some prayers, uh, there's supposed to be someone who leads it. And there are certain sections you're supposed to take a break and then the person starts over again. So whoever's leading the prayer, you're supposed to wait for that person to at least say the first syllable. Yeah. And you see that happens a lot with, uh, you know, with, with us questioners who don't know. And, we're, and uh, when we were just starting it to get into rituals and participating in reciting these prayers and there are some people who get carried away and they just recite by themselves almost everything <laughs> so do whatever do what most everyone else is doing <laughs> so there's a leader and there's, there's a leader and then there's and, and you follow the leader are you supposed I mean if Ramesha is teaching or uh, High Lama is teaching you're supposed to stay back a syllable or catch it. Yeah, you know, I mean, mm. you know. So, song, yeah. So, after the, after the first, you can say this one after the first two syllables. Okay, and then you can catch up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're sort of saying it with him, but you let him, you let him lead okay. into it. Yeah. All right. Uh, <coughs> I'm back with the uh, Abhidhamma text. Uh, manual of Abhidharma. The language in there is quite interesting. The English that they use, that this person uses, and it says Narada. It's probably one of those texts that are free. Yeah, printed and donated for free distribution. So you have to contact them. You're not gonna find it in the store or a bookstore. Mm. And you can find this title, a manual of Abhidharma, in the store. Uh, are, it's, it's, a, it's, it's the uh, standard text that you find within the Theravadan tradition that describes what we call Buddhist cosmology. Buddhist cosmology, Buddhist psychology, what else is in there? Well, the Aji is in there. <laughs> psychology, cosmology, uh, metaphysics, I think. Not so, much me- not so much metaphysics, but a little bit of metaphysics also in there. Okay. So the descriptions of the different realms, the different kinds of beings, how they get there, you find it in the in the in the text called Abhidharma. Okay. The Theravadin have their Abhidharma, but the, the, uh, the term Abhidharma is is used mostly to refer to the main text of the Theravadin tradition. Even within the other uh, traditions, the Mahayana tradition, Tibetan, they still use the Abhidharma also. But they have uh, certain parts of the of the Abhidhamma in the other traditions are a little bit different. Okay. But it's the it's the main it's the main text okay. that everybody uses. All Buddhists use. So it's supposed to be uh, no. You have the paths separated into uh, ethics. Uh, concentration or samadhi and then wisdom 
right, these are the three these are the three trainings the three uh, they're called three exceptional three super, super mundane trainings okay <clears throat> not just because it's ethics that makes it super, super mundane or exceptional but the kind of training that leads to nirvana is an exceptional training in ethics an exceptional training in concentration an exceptional training in uh, wisdom and the part where you're training yourself in wisdom, this, this text is, 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 is uh, mainly for that, to help you gain wisdom. Okay. And, the wis- and the wisdom in here is not necessarily the wisdom that sort of uh, describes the, uh, the, prof- the profound nature of reality, but it's just, uh, uh, there's a lot of knowledge here about the conventional reality. Okay. So we are now into uh, the will of life. We, we, we've talked about the 12 links of dependent origination. And now, uh, the condition of samsara that the 12 links of dependent origination uh, uh, links us to, what is this samsara? The general defi- the, the definition of samsara is not the world, even though we use the world, uh, sometimes we use them interchangeably. So when you say the world and we say samsara, it's not necessarily the same thing. You're saying the same thing. Samsara is really a condition. It's a condition of being forced to, uh, the definition is a condition of being forced to take on impure heaps. Impure, what makes it impure is that they are stained with the condition of having to suffer. That's what makes them impure. So that's, that's what samsara is. So, some, so the earth is not samsara. The earth could be samsara for some people. Okay. Like when, when, if, if the Buddha is walking around on, 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 on the earth, the Buddha is not walking in samsara. Okay. Because the Buddha is no longer under the condition of having to, uh, to experience heaps that are connected with suffering. Okay. So those beings who are forced to take to experience, uh, and by heaps it means the parts of that mix up that being, okay, the kind of mind that they have, the kind of body that they have. Uh, these are the heaps, okay. Uh, what kind of uh, general heap formations are in uh, in samsara that you find in samsara, and that's the this, that's the, the six realms. Of beings, the, uh, in this text if they use the, the term plane. Maybe that might be a better better term. I think the, the term plane, rather than getting ourselves confused with six realms of beings or three realms of of, 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 uh, <coughs> of you know, three realms of like worlds, three kinds of worlds. Mm-hmm. So plane of existence. So you have. Uh, is divided, samsara is divided into three planes and then six realms. How's that? Okay? So the three planes are the desire plane, I would almost say desire realm, the <laughs> desire plane, the, the form plane, and then the formless plane. Okay? So these are the three uh, strata of, of matter, of, 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 of the kind of matter you experience in, in samsara. Okay. Uh, the desire realm, the, 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 the form that beings take, 
uh, allows them or is uh, a necessary condition to experience extreme suffering. And uh, you, you have from uh, intense suffering, which is the, uh, the, the, the uh, one realm, and then to more subtle forms of suffering where your, the suffering is almost negligible, almost, almost uh, unnoticeable. But, but throughout these three planes, there is, uh, all this is called the truth of suffering. All this is connected to suffering. Even though the, the being may be living in, in, a, in a state or in a plane where they're experiencing mostly bliss, but they're still connected to, because they're still connected to samsara, they're not free from, from the potential of experiencing suffering. That condition is called suffering also. Okay. So, in Buddhism, the term suffering doesn't necessarily mean somebody's under a truck. Okay. Doesn't necessarily mean somebody's in a hospital uh, because the, the, you know, so because of some sort of disease or something like that. Okay. Suffering means you are conditioned in such a way that you can experience extreme suffering or you can experience suffering of some sort. So that state itself is suffering. Okay. So you have three planes of where you can suffer in samsara. In, in most of the types of beings are found within the desire realm. Oh, sorry, the desire, the, the plane of desire. Okay. In, 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 that, in, that, in that sphere, you find most of the, the types of, of beings. Uh, it is split into like in, in half. Uh, three connected to intense suffering and three related to uh, d- degrees of pleasure but still connected to suffering. Okay. So, the three low, they're called the three lower realms, what you, you hear that term, the three lower realms or the three Sometimes they call it the three bad places, uh, the three uh, lower the, rebirths. The rebirth. uh, there's some other term that you use that might be uh, three bad the three bad migrations. Yeah, you heard <laughs> the three bad migrations. So, it, it, so some other terms may not mean much to you because of the, the English that they use. Right? And what, what do they use in the you know? They just call it unhappy. <laughs> Unhappy planes. Okay. Um, okay. So you have. So in in a sense, the wheel of that wheel that we saw last time when we were looking at the wheel of life, uh, you can say all three planes are represented there. Right. So you have five of the five of the realms that are, that are mentioned in there are found within the desire the desire plane. Hell, uh, animal, hungry ghosts, humans. Uh, the term is asura. Is asura an English word? No, it's Sanskrit. Sanskrit. So I, I, we've heard that term so much in, uh, when they're describing that realm. It's, it's just like karma. Is karma, uh, karma is now an English word. 
Well, yeah, I think that was English, actually. Yeah, so Asura hasn't quite made it yet. (laughs) So the the Asuras are the, uh, I guess, uh, what we might consider titans. Titans. uh, In in, uh, Greek mythology, you have... you have the, the those. You have two kinds of gods, right? And they're always warring with each other. So the ones that are who have the bad, uh, the worst part of it, are, are the titans, right? They're, they're more powerful than human beings, but little, but less powerful than the other kind of gods like uh, Apollo. Apollo and so forth. So Apollo and so forth would be like uh, the what what in what in Buddhism they call the gods. And again, the term God in Buddhism it refers to a whole range of, 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 uh, of beings. The term God itself can be referred to a fully enlightened Buddha. They can call it a God. Like Tara, the, the deity Tara, the deity Manjushri. So they refer to as uh, as a God, so to speak. And also, beings like Brahma, Indra, Shiva, Apollo, they are also called God. They're also called gods. <laughs> uh, hello. <laughs> well, I was, about, I was about to be uh, amazed. <laughs> How did the cat open the door? <laughs> uh, and uh, I think. Uh, you also uh, sort of, uh, uh, when, when we say God, Apollo, and then you turn around, I, said, I thought you saw Apollo, so I <laughs> and then the cat walked in. <laughs> okay. So you have, uh, go ahead. Uh, then you said it's a pseudo reference to Titan. Would that also be associated with demigods? That yeah, that would be, that, that be what they call the demigods. Yeah. And they're called half gods because you know they are they don't have the full status of, of, of a god that they're not able to enjoy all the enjoyments of the gods but they're still higher as far as uh, what they're able to enjoy uh, in, in comparison with human beings okay. and, and in sometimes the asuras are, are put in a place uh, like in, in, the, in the Abhidhamma of, in the Abhidhamma of the Theravadins, for example, the Asuras are placed in the same category as the uh, the, the realm of, of uh, intense suffering. They're not placed uh, above the humans, and and sometimes uh, so you have looking at the planes of intense suffering and going up, right? Intense suffering, you cannot go any. Uh, the kind of suffering there is the worst kind of suffering that you get. That's that's what is called the lowest. Hells, right? And that and that hell is uh, that's called Avicii. Avicii. Avicii is uh, it's definitely not English, right? Avicii. Okay, so you have that, that's that's the lowest lowest hells. The suffering there is is intense. Okay. And then, and then the intensity of the suffering gets lesser and lesser and lesser and lesser. Okay. So the, 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 the realm 
So we made a distinction of realm and plane. Right? Mm. So the realm where the suffering is more intense compared to other realms, that's the hell realm. And the hell realm is subdivided into various degrees of intensity. Okay? So you have, and the lowest one of them, that's called the Avicii. Okay? And above that, and there are now, the, uh, there's the, uh, people have different, uh, presented differently. Some say, be immediately above that is what are called the uh, the the the, uh, uh, the hungry spirits. Okay, yeah, a hungry ghost is also another term that they use for it. Some say the animals are directly above that, and some even put the uh, titans there. Okay, so. One thing for sure, you can for one one thing for sure, we don't know exactly where they are. I mean, uh, I don't know if you can, if, if some sort of uh, uh, telescope you can view, look at the world, and then you can see, oh, look at the hell beings, and then oh, look at the pretas, they were wrong. It was, was it the asuras? There isn't really that kind of a thing you can where you can make that uh, be able to make that kind of experiment. But one thing for sure, they're all suffering. Okay. Is suffering of some sort. Hell, <laughs> animal, <laughs> okay, uh, pretas first. <laughs> and then animals. These are the, definitely called the three, uh, the three uh, lower realms, the realms of, of, of uh, intense suffering compared to, to, to the human realm. And then you have the human realm, which is supposed to be right in the middle. And above the human realm, you have... Uh, uh, within the, the Mahayana tradition and other tradition, they put the uh, you have the human realm, and above that you have the demigods, and above the demigods you have the the gods. Now the gods here they have to say the gods of, because uh, once you get to, to that uh, to that level, to that realm, all the beings above that they all call gods. So you have gods within the desire realm, gods within the a form realm and gods of the formless realm. Plane. Plane. <laughs> it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard. it's gonna be difficult. I'm just using the term now. <laughs> but <laughs> I hope you're not confused as to the three and the six. It might, it might take some time, even though it, it's uh, it seems like it's pretty straightforward. It's just because of the word that the words are in, we interchange the words. Okay. So you have three spheres, planes, where 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 the different kinds of sentient beings are uh, 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 scattered. Are scattered. <laughs> okay. <laughs> distributed. Distributed. Thank you. <laughs> sound better. They <laughs> are distributed. Okay. Sentient beings are distributed within three planes. Right. Uh, the desire realm is where we are and there are five other kinds of beings, five other types of beings that are also within the desire realm. We know one of them that we, we, we there are one of them that we see directly that's the animals. The ones, the other, the other, the other ones that we don't see normally, some people claim they see it. Uh, you have the, the hungry ghosts and the hell realms. 
there's an extreme suffering. And then above the humans, you have the half-gods, demigods, asuras, titans, words, uh, different words for the same kind of beings. And then above them, within the desire realm, you have also a group of beings called gods. Okay? Okay. And these are, these are, not, uh, these are the ones that are called uh, like the four kings. You heard of them? Uh, usually in the Tanka, on the four corners, they are, you see them depicted. Uh, usually in the Tanka. <laughs> this is the first time in the Tanka I've ever seen. Uh, where's the... Where's the... No. Where's the Tanka of... Uh, of Tara, you mean? Tara over here. Isn't there one, a long tanka where they, they show you like a bunch of, like a, a tree <coughs> of, of beings? Oh, that one? Oh. Field <laughs> trip. <laughs> <laughs> What's that doing up there? <laughs> oh, you mean the one like Jason Kappa? Yeah, the one with Jason Kappa in the middle and then surrounded by a. That yeah, I definitely don't see that. Yeah, that's what that was. Stepping upstairs. Okay. That's usually called. Uh, Do you want me to go get it? Can we get it? Uh, oh, is the altar set up? The altar set up. Uh, oh, okay. I don't know how easy. Okay. Don't forget it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if that tanka comes back here, <laughs> I guess we're doing this space for it. Well, usually you find them in tankas. So there's the four kings. The four kings. And those are the gods? Those are the gods. Just these four guys? No, no. <laughs> There's a, there's a, a in the desire plane. In the desire plane. There's the desire kings. The desire gods, and among the desire gods, there are different kinds. There's a kind called the four kings, okay. or you can say the 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 realm of the four kings. It's not that, it doesn't mean that there are only four kings there or four beings there, but it's just called the four kings because. Uh, uh, Imagine, you can call the, uh, how many countries are, make up, uh, are in the earth right now? Let's say, let's say 52, just for the sake of getting to the number. You can call it oh, the, the world of the 52. So it's like they have the wrong zip code. Yeah. Okay, the, <laughs> the, the four zip code realm. <laughs> zip plus zip. <laughs> okay. One more time. I missed yeah. that a little bit. The zip code drew you off? <laughs> So now we are. We understand uh, the the five ones where human beings, hungry ghosts, hell. Let, let's go back. Uh, this is really the the, the, the uh, how they talk about it. The state uh, start with the lowest hell. Above that, hungry ghosts. Above that, animals. Above that, humans. Above humans, uh, demigods. Okay. And now the sixth one. <laughs> six one is split up into into, into different ones. That those are all called gods, okay. Just for the sake of you know, naming them, okay, we call that cushion. We can call it something else, okay. So above the demigods, there are these beings called gods, or call them angels. Uh, Sometimes I guess now I understand why some uh, authors refuse to use those words. They, they, they just stick with the, the, the Sanskrit term, like Asura for demigod, and then Deva for, for the gods. Okay? Deva. Okay. Because the word God has so much 
meaning already here, so it's very difficult to disassociate the meaning that we are already have with it, with the new meaning that, that has been given to it. Okay? So, uh, maybe uh, sometimes they say the small g, God, still, still no, doesn't help much. Okay? So you have these beings, they're called devas, gods, right? And within the desires plane, <laughs> that's where they begin. Okay? And then, there, there are beings who live in the, what is called the form plane. Right? And then these beings are also called gods. And the beings who are in the, higher, the highest plane, uh, and, and the term high and low is, re- is really referring to the degree of pleasure or degree of pain that you experience, that being experienced. So, if you experience a lot of, of more pleasure than pain, then you're in a higher realm. If you experience more suffering than pleasure, then you're in a lower realm. Okay, just for the sake of, again, putting labels on things. Okay. So, the beings who experience mostly pleasure than pain, they are the ones who are called gods. Okay. So that's in the form plane. Yeah, in the form plane. Desire form and formless. So we went through the six in the desire realm, and now we're speaking in terms of those in the form realm. Yeah. Plane. Form plane, and then the formless plane. And within the form plane, are there also six realms? Um, it's also divided, but not into six. Okay. Yeah. All each one of the planes is divided, and just like within the human, uh, uh, in, in, take the hell realm for example, the hell realm is divided also into different levels of hells. Mm-hmm. The animal is divided into different levels of animals, different levels of humans, different levels of... So each, each plane, each, uh, each realm is further divided. But there's a general uh, type of being there. Okay? So we finish now with the desire plane. And the, and the six types of, six general types of beings who, 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 who make up, the, those, uh, make up the, des- the desire plane. Okay? These are the six types of beings or the six types of realms. Sometimes you might, you, you might use that term. Okay? And the term God itself, gods, is used not only for one of the types of beings who dwell in the desire realm, but it's also used to, to, as the label for the types of beings who are in the uh, form plane and also for those beings who are in the formless plane. So, okay? so that's why the term gods is sort of like a, a, it's, you know, as soon as you reach a level, almost all the beings are called gods. Okay. So you have to be specific as to what, what you mean by the term god. So you have so that's what you, you, so to further uh, make the distinction, you could say desire realm gods, form realm gods, or formless realm gods. Okay, they're all just gods. Now, why is the term god used? What god? Why don't they use you no? Know, like you have hell, Feta, 
Hung, I mean, hell, hungry ghosts, animal, human. I mean, those terms are so distinct from, from each other. And yet, when, once you get above the human, the, above the human realm, you start, you, you start playing around with the word gods. Demi-gods. Gods. Full gods. You know. So any being higher than a human is basically a god. So the term God can also be a generic term for higher than, higher than. Okay. So perhaps to, if we can talk to the animals, they probably consider human beings to be gods. Anything, anything above, anything above human being, I mean anything above the animal realm, they'll consider, they'll call it gods. Maybe if we might be like demigods to them or something. <laughs> might be like, uh, so we have, so God, because when you think of the term God, what comes to your mind? I mean, think of you know going way back, if you can, not necessarily in your memory, but <laughs> go back in history, anthropology, sociology, power, creator, benevolence. But why? Uh, why should human beings? No, not why should. Just, no, not why should, but uh, uh, how do human beings come into contact with that term anyway? Yeah, w- w- why, w- why, w- why did they yeah. have the concept? The concept, oh, the words, yeah. Because of the unknown. The unknown. Yeah, anything that can answer, answer to the unknown. Yeah, and unknown, but, 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 but uh, uh, a specific relationship with the unknown. Like, you, there's an unknown, and then, and then uh, you could say... You need an explanation for something that's going on. It's an observation. It's through inductive reasoning. Mm-hmm. So something is happening. Or something happened. We don't quite know we exactly. It, but it happens. Yeah, we can't quite know what it, why, why, what caused it. This sun thing. Yeah, so we we attribute it to an invisible, an in, something that we don't see, something that we didn't see the cause, and we attribute that to we give that a uh, uh, attribute. A personality or something, uh, or, or or identity to that unknown. Yeah, okay, and we believe that we can, and most specifically, with as far as human beings are concerned, uh, we believe that we can communicate with that unknown. We can ask for favors. So oh, you caused the sun, la- uh, you caused uh, the rain last time. Can you cause it? Can you cause it again? It's sort of looking at you know, some way the greater ability than humans that in some way isn't able to communicate with us directly, but we're able to communicate the one-sided communication. Mm. Well, uh, not necessarily the, the communication part, but uh, some, uh, something w- that has a greater ability than human beings. But, uh, yeah, greater ability, but mm. we're able to talk to them. 
yeah. that are able to talk to us is what Well, I mean, it depends on it depends on who you talk to. <laughs> in general, it seems one side. Yeah. I mean, that, 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 yeah, for, the, for the most part, that's how we experience that kind of relationship, right? You grow up in a society, you're told that you know, there are three trillion gods or whatever, and then there are ceremonies or rituals to communicate with them. But as far as you're concerned, well, you, you never see a communication coming back, but you see a communication going out. But there are those, the reason that we continue the tradition of communication going out because we are told there are some of us who's, who've had in our history a, 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 a communication back. Okay? So we believe that. But mostly uh, it is when we, are, when we feel that we are aspiring for something that is beyond our power or we need, uh, we need help beyond what we, are, what we believe that we, have, we are capable of, of, of doing. So we the being that the person that we uh, go to for that assistance, we call it. We call them gods. They are, they are a god. They are a, 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 a helper, in a sense. Okay. Now there are beings, according to Buddhism and according to many religions, who actually respond to to, to that request. And not only uh, do they respond to that request, some of them initiate their own uh, intervention, so to speak. Okay. And those beings whom we, that we don't see, that can some, sometimes uh, intervene in, into, uh, into our lives and make things happen, we call them, that we, uh, we call them gods. Okay. Uh, sense like uh, within the human realm we are directly perceiving oh, th- there is this race of human being there is this country of, of this nationality of person so we can make distinction like that oh that's uh, Italian that's uh, an Irish that's a uh, um, Namibian something like that okay so we can make this distinction because we, we, we perceive them but if we didn't see none of those people we would just call them foreigners <laughs> okay anybody who is not one of us is just a foreigner. So they just fit into that category, foreigner. So any of those beings out, uh, outside of the, the human realm that can impact us in a way where we can actually, we, we can, where we can even ask for, for that intervention, we call them gods. We don't know exactly, you know, if it could be Italian gods, it could be, you know, uh, Greek gods. <laughs> They're just gods, Okay. So, but within 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 the within the uh, within samsara, the beings that are placed in the category of gods, they they have vast differences uh, uh, among themselves. Okay, so you have now desire realm gods. The desire realm gods are the ones that, like Indra, for example, is is one of the desire realm gods. Indra is the king. I mean, the term Indra itself is just a foreign word, right? It's just uh, uh, someone that uh, is referred to within uh, Indian Indian uh, mythology. Let's call it that. Okay. So you have Indra. Indra is the king of a realm of type of gods called the heaven of the thirty-three, and that's where the Buddha went. 
supposedly uh, to teach his mother. Now, as soon as, uh, if you know the story of the Buddha, as soon as the Buddha, as soon as the Buddha's mother gave birth, soon afterwards she 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 died. So when she, when she died, she was reborn in, in, in the heaven of the 33. And sometime after the Buddha uh, became enlightened and he was sometime within his teaching career, he, did, he took a vacation. <laughs> and that vacation, he took it, he went to the heaven of the 33. He went there specifically to teach his mother. Okay. So in the heaven of, and the reason it's called the heaven of the 33, it's not because there are only 33 beings there, but because it's, uh, it is, it's, it's one world, like, like if it's call it, uh, to make a comparison, imagine the earth under one ruler. And that one ruler has a cabinet of 33. That's why it's called the heaven of 33. Okay. So that's one kind, so heaven of the 33 is one kind of gods. And another kind of gods called the four kings the four great kings. And just like the, num- the number is just to refer to a specific, uh, a specific uh, quality of that, or a specific particular particularity of that world, so the four here also is because of that. It doesn't mean that there are only four beings living there. It means that because you can imagine the earth again only having four kings, four kingdoms. Okay. So, if you can be reborn either as one of those great kings or you can be a subject of one of those great kings. So you're a god of that particular, of the four great kings. If you if you, if have the karma to be reborn as Indra, so you're, you're reborn as a god within the realm of the 33. Or you could be in that realm, but you're just, uh, you know... Uh, what do you call that? Um, what do you call it? Us, no, a servant. What do you call it? Even though the king considers everybody in their room as a servant, but uh, what do you call that? Serf. <laughs> no, not that subject. one. Subject. Okay. Subject. Subject. <laughs> 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 yeah, desire realm. Plane, rather. And desire plane, yeah. Um, the, the four kings are in that. Yeah. No, in the desire realm. Desire plane. So in the desire plane, the types of beings that are called gods, now there are different levels. One, two levels I mentioned, the four great kings, that's one level. It's like a, a world in there. And there's another one called heaven of the 33. And there are others. Just like in, on, on, on the earth you have different countries. Mm-hmm. Okay. How many? How many are there? Yeah. Uh, 17. 17 total. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that number threw you off. Well, no, no, no. So, you know, now I'm getting, I, should I be getting confused? No, if you're getting confused. Deities and co- gods, I mean, in, is a deity a god? Yeah. Alright. Yeah. So now, the, we, these gods and deities mm-hmm. intervene for us and help us, right? Mm-hmm. So how do you know which one? Well, I guess now here's, here's where it is. That term deity, yeah. remember, it's used to 
talk about a vast uh, 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 variety of beings. Okay. And you can split that into two. two, two or you can say two general types. Those who are still in samsara and those who have gone beyond samsara. Even though there's a vast difference between those two kinds of beings, but the, the, we use that same term to describe all of them. And the, and, and the reason that I try to explain that, that there is just this one term, is just that any being other than, other, any being higher than a human being, we just call them gods. And the reason that we refer to them as God is because we can go to them to ask them to intervene in our lives to help us in a way that either that is beyond our human capacity to do, or we are asking for a way that is somewhat supernatural. When you're looking for supernatural intervention in your life, and it could be something very mundane, like uh, you want to pass a test. Okay? So instead of just studying, which is one way of doing it, you want another supernatural way of doing that. So you ask someone higher than you, because another human being may not be able to do it. <laughs> right? So someone other than a human being who can do that, we call that a god. And that being, because they have that power to do so, may not necessarily have your best interest in mind. I mean, they don't live, oh, what can I do for, this, for human beings today? I mean, there are beings who live that way, with that, with, with that intention. And we, still call them, we still call all these beings gods. It's like the comparison we would make, like uh, uh, some super rich person who lives wherever, in some rich bill, right? <laughs> so that person may be very humanistic, have a very humanistic uh, uh, state of mind, where they're thinking, what can I do to help people? What, co- what cause can I participate in helping today? And just like there are those who think of, that, that doesn't just come into mind at all. But they, they still have the... But if, if, they were, if they wanted to, they could. So there are those, among those kinds of beings who can help human beings, they all have the capacity, if they want to, to intervene and help. And there are those who, among them, who actually make that their intention. Who, who needs help today? Who can I help? Who's calling my name? And they actually go and help. And there are others who just, that thought just doesn't come in their minds. But if you, if you can find one, one of those, and you ask them for help, they might be able to, they might help you because they have the capacity to help. Not, not, not necessarily because they have the willingness to help, but they do have the capacity. Okay. So the example of uh, passing a test, for example, so you may, there are a vast number of beings that you can call upon to help you. Some of them may hear you and they actually give you the help. Others may hear you and may not wish to help you. Because they have a more pressing things to do, like you know, they have, there's a soccer game in <laughs> there's a divine soccer game or something they have to attend. You know, they don't want to be bothered. Okay, <laughs> Titan versus, versus what? Yeah, actually. <laughs>
Taking refuge is m- more in a sense of, of, of using the, the object of refuge as an ultimate source of help. Like uh, uh, you, you are viewing them as what they are able to bring you as an ultimate, as a finite. You can rely on the Buddhas, you can rely on the Bodhisattvas because that's why they exist they become Buddhas, they become Bodhisattvas specifically out of the desire to help others. So you can rely on them. But So others who may, have the, who may have the ability to help you, you cannot rely on them completely like that because they may change their mind. They may decide not to help you anymore. But if, if you... It's like... Uh, I'm not going to use like anymore. <laughs> but if you go to... I don't know, the, let's say there is such a thing as a rain god... Okay, and you and, and somehow through your karmic uh, uh, result, you're able to communicate with that with that being. You have a relationship with it, with that being. You can go and ask for help, but the kind of mind that you take when you go to that to to that rain god is not the same kind of mind that you would go if you were to go to the Buddha. You wouldn't go to the to the to the rain god like completely surrendering to the rain god. Uh, uh, thinking that the rain god can help you in an ultimate way. Ultimate meaning can really, in an ultimate way, fix your fix your uh, situation. Like, if if you just need rain for the season or something, and then you somehow you're able to connect with that rain god, and you say, okay, uh, can you help me with the, with some rain? But you're not going to the to the god because you want the god, the rain god, to take you out of samsara. Right. So the, the boat taking refuge is, you know, because you, your desire to, is to be free of samsara. Yeah. But dealing with mundane things like crops and soccer games. Yeah. Then, yeah. then you appeal to them. But you don't appeal to them... Uh, since we're in the West, I think uh, I, I can make an example of uh, of the big G God, mm-hmm. angels, and then other other people, right? You can go to any one of those for help. Saints, saints or saints, <laughs> yeah, saints. So you get, ooh, now it's increasing. <laughs> you have the big G, you have angels. And in the same way, they have angels with different categories of angels. So in the same way, you have different categories of gods. Okay. So you have angels and you have saints. Okay. And then you have other, other people. Okay. You want something. And it seems to be beyond your capacity. Or it ca- and the capacity could be, you know, you don't have the time to be able to do it. If you were to do it, it would take you so much time that you will miss something else. Okay. So anyway, something beyond your capacity. You can go to another human being for help. But when you go to that other human being for help, now, now think of, of it within the mindset of with the big G. Okay? Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're going, it's not like the same kind of uh, going as if you were to go to the big G for help. For so that same help. Right. Okay. So it's the same way. Yeah. 
So. <laughs> complicated. Things. Complicated? No, no, no. Complicated more. Um, in the West, there's the evil gods or the bad gods. Oh, yeah. Satan. Yeah, Satan and, and his uh, legion, right? Yeah, they are, they are beings who are much more, more, more powerful than human beings whose intentions are just like you have those who intention just to enjoy their lives. You have those whose intentions are, I would like to help. And there are those whose intentions I would like to hurt. Who can I hurt today? Okay. There is a superhero well. <laughs> That's the Buddhas and Bodhisattvas. <laughs> the saints. <laughs> Today we've got the saints, <laughs> the kings, the titans. So those beings, where are they fallen? The ones who have intention to harm? Yeah, like for instance... Uh, what you call demon, maybe? Yeah, you can call them demons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So where where do they fit in? Now, um, they don't have one specific place. This, these are really scattered. Uh-huh. Yeah. So there are demons within the realms of the pretas, the hungry ghosts. Interesting. Okay. So very powerful hungry ghosts can be demons. And they're mostly, s- and then among the uh, uh, asuras, they're also demons. Right. And also within the desire realm, the, among the desire realm gods, there are demons. Huh. Uh, w- uh, like, for example, uh, one of the four great kings, o- although that great king himself is a, is a benevolent being, but his, his realm is filled with demons. Wasn't the hungry ghosts below human? Yeah, they're below humans. So the demons wouldn't have, would they? Yeah, that's why you can't you can't can't you can't really put yeah you can't say you know hell realm ta da 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 and then and somewhere you put demons demons sort of like scatter yeah and then and even among human beings there are demons yeah. Now you're scared. <laughs> yeah. So demons are scattered, but they're mostly found within one, uh, one of the like the yakshas, the rakshasas, those kind, those, those lists of demons, classic demons. They're found within the, uh, the 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 heaven of the four kings. And their ability is greater than human. Yeah. And that's why you have uh, religious societies, like the Mayans, for example, I, that's what I've heard. Like, uh, they don't make a distinction between we should worship this group of, of beings and not worship this group of beings. For them, they're all, they're all powerful, and then they're divided into those who, who, who do harm and those who don't do harm. Right? And then they propi- pro- pro- propitiate, propitiate Depending on what they want done, okay. So they don't discriminate as to who should be uh, in their um, pantheon, so to speak. They just consider, okay, these are the these are the powerful beings that exist. 
Among them there are those who do harm, among them there are those who don't do harm. Okay. What's the defining quality of a demon then? I mean, it's because, so it's the wish to do harm. Oh yeah. A so being who's powerful uh, and whose main, uh, who's because of their karmic, because of the, 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 the ripening of their karma, they are motivated mainly by the wish to harm. Uh, it seems all right. So then, that seems like a hell being, right? Like hell beings have, a, based on strong anger, that well, they're they men, mm-hmm. but they, uh, based on strong anger is what sort of gets you to take realm, yeah. form realm, yeah. body, or whatever. So, and then it gives you more chance to act that out. Yeah. So they're kind of like um, dealing a lot with wish to harm, right? Yeah. Um, but we wouldn't say all the help a lot a large percentage of hell beings are demons. No. Because they wouldn't necessarily they wouldn't necessarily have the power oh, to yeah, the power to, yeah, power to uh, affect a being outside of your, your realm your realm. Oh and you have to be able to affect outside of your realm. Yeah. Oh interesting. Yeah. That's what a demon is. I mean they're not human beings but they can affect humans. Oh but but you can have a human which is a demon. You can have a human which is a demon. That is, uh, be able to affect other humans in a m- very uh, supernatural, malevolent way. But they're actually human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this, and uh, I guess you can say that they appear as humans. Oh, but they didn't actually take birth as a human. Yeah, it's kind of complicated. You could say they are really taking a breath as a demon who appears as a human. Mm. So they've taken a birth in a god realm. Or no? Because demon isn't really a realm. Yeah, it's not really a realm. But, alright, so let's take the example of one that they they appear in the human realm. Mm -hmm. They really took birth where? In the human realm. So they did take birth in the human realm. Yeah. But they have a demon birth. <laughs> ah, that's really difficult. Okay. So they have a mother and father and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Other realms, like the animal realms, do they have that kind of division? Demon animals? Yeah. But for, for the most part, no. Not, but but there are there are some that can be found within that. Just like just like uh, within the human realm, for example, you can say someone who's powerful, demonic, and takes on the uh, appears in the human realm, appears to the human, functions like a human, but is demonic. That is, they are more they are overpowered by the intention to harm. Can you become demonic? I mean, it, oh yeah, you, uh, through, through <laughs> after taking birth as a not like, I mean, we're talking about rebirth as like this thing that happens like once in a great while, as opposed to something that's happening all the time. So let's say you take what we're calling like a rebirth, mm-hmm. as a, and then you can like become a demon by the way you live your life without having be. You, you oh yeah, and also you can be a demon and then sort of act differently and then. 
and you're and just a regular human being now. Yeah. 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 Uh, actually, uh, one of the dangers of of uh, of not having the right intention, not not uh, cultivating the right the proper intention, and then you go and develop psychic powers. Mm-hmm. Is the danger is you? This might be a path to becoming a demon. Okay. And the danger of becoming a demon is that you are sort of like fixing it so that you get born in the lowest realm. So when someone is born as a demon, so that life is sort of like set set them up so that they will definitely be reborn when that life is over in the hell in the lowest hell. Uh, so you go from one thing to demon to hell. Yeah. Because of all the stuff that you... Uh, yeah. You like know. if you mess around with magic and you, you, you have... Uh, you do... De- and, and eventually you develop, you know, uh, very powerful psychic abilities, but you didn't change your heart in any way. And, you're, and so those abilities come under the sway of your anger. You act out of anger. You do very powerful actions with... Uh, with your anger, you do very powerful action with jealousy. Those becomes those are setting you up to become a powerful being who will continue to do this, so that you will definitely, after it's all over, you're in the lowest health. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah. That's not a happy note. We shouldn't end there. <laughs> <laughs> in the rain and it deals with an animal uh, pet and uh, has a lot of Buddhist philosophical ideas behind every bird. Um, so a question came up I know animals are below us in the realms mm-hmm. but like an animal who helps out the family you do really tough times and talks about it and a person who has a benevolent who is a killer Because they are. <laughs> 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 because that human, while still a human, has the capacity to repent and not necessarily have to, it can purify that, 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 that activity. And then that human still has the potential to become fully enlightened Buddha. The animal has to take a birth as a human being to have that opportunity. I mean, you can, in a social uh, psychological way, you can say this animal is higher at, the, at, at that at that time than that human being. But as far as you know, the whole thing is concerned, the animal is still below because of that. So 
Are you all nicely confused about the gods? <laughs> so, you, so you sort of you can, you can sort of have a picture in your mind as to the different how how in Buddhism sentient beings are categorized or divided. Okay. You have humans, animals, and so forth. Okay. So when you when when in Buddhism you hear the word sentient beings, it's referring to all of those. Not just some of them. It's not just human beings and animals. But it's also when you think when you're saying uh, the Bodhisattva ideal, for example, I want to become a fully enlightened Buddha in order to help all sentient beings. That all sentient beings include all those beings that we've, we've talked about: Anim- uh, hells, animals, uh, hungry ghosts, human beings, uh, demigods—the <laughs> problem word gods of all those different uh, uh, planes. The gods in the desire plane, the gods in the form plane, the gods in the formless plane. Your your aspiration to become a Buddha is to help all them, and the ones that are scattered, the demons also. Your aspiration is to help all of them. Okay, whoever is in that wheel or in that in that uh, sphere called samsara, your aspiration is to get them out. No matter what. Uh, what is no matter what their status may be in that uh, in that in, in, in there, they could be right now enjoying having the uh, the highest kind of bliss that samsara can can give, and they're gonna enjoy it for millions and millions of eons. Okay, you you still aspire to help that one come out of samsara, because one day after that millions and millions of eons is is expired, that person that being will go again to experience other kinds of suffering. The suffering of the hells or, or wherever. Okay? Whoever has within them the potential to experience suffering, you aspire to get them out of that condition. No matter how intense or how uh, less that suffering is experienced by that being. That being may be uh, the beings, for the most part, who are in the desire realm, God realm, and above, the reason that in Buddhism you hear it's a danger to be born there is because, for the most part, <coughs> since they no longer experience intense suffering, they might have the, the delusion that they are free from the possibility of experiencing intense suffering. So that's the danger. And, and then since you spend a very long time there just enjoying yourself instead of uh, uh, getting on the path and intensifying your capacity. So you, you, you said you waste a lot of time. So all that time that you were there, you could have used it to, to practice. Instead, you use it just to hang out. So that's, that, that's the only reason why I say it's danger. It's not that you're some evil person. It's not that evil beings are born there. That's not what they're referring to. As a matter of fact, you have to be virtuous to be born into those kinds of gods well. Okay. okay. So, if I've confused you <laughs> more than before you came here, sorry. Yeah, just on the three planes, desire, uh-huh. form, formless. Yes, very good. First plane, desire has the six realms. Mm-hmm. Then, does, how many realms? Are there realms in the form? Is there a god? So, that's only one. But are there yeah, the, the form and formless realm also further divided. You can divide them also into different realms of, of beings. But they're all called gods. Okay. Mm-hmm.
But we didn't go into any of that tonight. No, uh, we'll, we'll continue with that. Right. One example of the form realm, God, <laughs> is what uh, there is the word, uh, the, uh, again, you have to go into the Indian pantheon, uh, uh, Brahma, for example. Brahma is in the form realm. And, with, and Brahma in Buddhism is not just a being, it's a, it's a kind of being. So everyone here could be born as a Brahma. And we could be talking to each other, hi Brahma, John, hi yeah, Brahma, yeah, Jeffrey. Okay. And, and in the same way you have human beings who are higher in status than others, either economically, either intellectually. So you have also among the Brahmas, you have Brahmas who are higher than others. So there's one big Brahma, the big Brahma, who is the head of every, all the Brahmas, and they have, <laughs> they have the Brahmets, <laughs> they have Brahmas who just, uh, who attend the other Brahmas, you know, things like that. But still, if you can somehow in your meditation or because of your karma, come in contact with one of them, you can ask him for help. But it doesn't mean that you depend on them ultimately. They cannot help you get out of samsara. But if you need something like a, I don't know, better crops or something like that, or you can ask them, and they, and they, they have the, the ability to help you, but not necessarily the willingness to help you. You may have to induce that willingness. <laughs> That's where the rituals comes in, right? And one, one, one of the gods, if they are there, one of the gods, if they have the ability to help, want to just help, continue to help, without having to be asked. Okay. Rather than have to be induced. To, to for that willingness. Okay. I know another question came up to your mind when I, when I said that. We'll, we'll deal with that one later. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, yeah. We'll get into some uh, names. Uh, like uh, Heaven of the 33, the Four Great Kings. Okay, so you know where these are, right? Where are they? Yeah. Yeah, they're in the desire realm. And what do they call? What's the general term for that kind of being? Deva. Deva. Okay. So, just like. This is the last thing I want to say. Just like, uh, for comparison's sake, just like in the human realm, your social status, so to speak, your economic status is determined for how much wealth you have. The greater wealth you have, you can say the greater your status. The less wealth you have, the less your status. So less and greater is determined about among wealth. So in samsara, lesser and greater depends on as far as what you can what you immediately experience is pleasure the greater the pleasure that you are experiencing and can experience that's the, the higher status is and the lower the pleasure you experience is your, is your that's the depends on your makes you the lowest lower status okay and how do you get that that that's, uh, depends on virtue or lack of virtue.
And the virtue doesn't necessarily mean the virtue that you have. <laughs> virtue that you spent. Okay. Or the lack of virtue that you spent. <laughs> What's the necessity in the virtue you have and the virtue you haven't spent? Yeah. Or, like, for, for, for example, someone is born as a demon. Yeah. Right? So, that person has a life where they're Motive, uh, they're uh, tormented by thoughts or the intention to harm others. Right. Right. So, how did he get to that? It becomes from lack of virtue. Okay. And a Brahma, for example. How did the Brahma become a Brahma? The Brahma, that person became a Brahma, became a Brahma because of having excess, uh, spent a lot of virtue, having exercised a lot of virtues. Right. But it doesn't mean that that particular Brahma is virtuous. Lee Brahma. It doesn't mean that that demon is demonically <laughs> demon. Okay. Just like there are demons who actually help. They are able to somehow overcome their tendency to harm and actually use their power to help. And that becomes another kind of being we're not going to go into right now because that one is really big. <laughs> yeah, really big. Really big topic. <laughs> All right. Any questions? The book is closed for today. <laughs> we didn't go into it yet, but at least you have a bunch of things in your mind <laughs> that you didn't have before. <laughs> they all jumble up like this, <laughs> but they're there now. And the reason for, for doing this, what has to do with the path, when you're, when, since you're just Mahayana, connected with Mahayana tradition, when you're saying Sangye Chodan Soki, when you're saying that prayer, by the virtue that I collect, may I be able to help all sentient beings, what does that mean, all sentient beings to you? Okay? Okay? All right. Okay. All right. Uh, let's, Sashi. Spend it so you can earn interest. Gyawati Gyokum, Sunaham Yeshe Tsogshin, 